Good morning. I'm going to speak today about wells, streams, rivers, water, and fruit, and influence. That sounds a whole lot of stuff, but it won't take as long as you think it might. I'll start off by reading Genesis 26 and verses 17 to 33. So Isaac moved away from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Esek because they disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one. So he named it Sidna. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth saying, now the Lord has given us room and we will flourish in the land. From there, he went up to Beersheba. That night, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant, Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimelech had come to him from Gerar with Ahuzah, his personal advisor, and Phicol, the commander of the forces. Isaac asked them, why have you come to me since you were hostile to me and sent me away? They answered, we saw clearly that the Lord was with you. So we said, let us, so, so we said there ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty with you that will do, you will do us no harm, just as we did not molest you, but always treated you well and sent you away in peace. And now you are blessed by the Lord. Isaac then made a feast for them and they ate and drank. Early the next morning, the men swore an oath to each other. Then Isaac sent them on their way and they left him in peace. That day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. They said, we found water. He called it Sheba. And to this day, the name of the town has been Beersheba. Wells are strange water sources in the sense there's no flow from them. Wells involve hard work in both the digging, of the, uh, both the digging and the drawing of the water. But in John 7 and verses 37 to 39, we read about Jesus' proclamation of a different source of water 
on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living waters will flow from within him. By this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Streams flow naturally from their sources. They mostly begin as a trickle or multiple trickles, which then gather together and increase the flow. Their most important characteristic is that they flow. And finally, from the scriptures, we read in Revelation chapter 22 and verses 1 and 2. Then the angels showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Another river, a river perhaps in the future you might think. I believe it's a river that's flowing today. It's flowing right here and right now and it's a river that brings life and is indeed called life and it's a river that brings fruitfulness but its biggest characteristic is that it flows rivers grow from many streams gathering together as other water forces join together the flow of the river gathers strength and momentum this particular river flows from the throne of God the best source of all all of these are pictures all of these are sources, all are significant, all sustain life, all are refreshing, all can produce settlements and communities. People gather around sources of life. All are vital for growth and fruitfulness. So my faith tells me now that at this moment in time, there's a river or streams of living water that are flowing out from me, out and joining in the streams of water from the people who are sitting here in the Jubilee Center and the streams of water that are flowing from you at home and the streams of water that flow from you, not just at this moment in time, but continually flow from you, whether you are aware of it or not. And these streams all gather together and form a mighty river. And you know, as well as I know, a mighty river has lots of influence. The word influence has been on my mind for a while, but it's only recently that I learned it's derived from the Latin influentia, meaning to flow. 
I've never thought of influence as flowing. I've always thought of it as something that was produced by making your views known and being very strong in your opinions. But in fact, it's quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. Influence is something that flows into situations and causes change to take place almost imperceptibly. Flow suggests effortlessness rather than exercising power, coercion or control. And I like the sound of effortlessness. We don't have to do something big that requires a lot of effort to get the river flowing to influence what's going on around us. It's something which happens without any striving at all. It's about being and doing, not striving and control. Influencers are people who lead by living in proximity to ordinary people who are looking for a source of wisdom, discernment, power, truth, and other qualities that begin a transformative work in lives. Our source of life in the streams and the rivers of the spirit makes us into people of influence who bring about change without having to force or control it. The fruit of our lives grows well as a result of drinking from the divine source of life with a capital L. We are a source of water for others to drink and a source of delicious fruit for others to eat. The flow of any river almost imperceptibly wears away seemingly immovable obstacles in its path. As I said already, influence isn't a conscious process. It starts to happen when the living water flows through us by the Spirit. And we all go through times of feeling dry and feeling that everything's a real big effort to get going. But all we need to do is to open our lives to the Spirit of God who's ever-present and ever ready to move through us. The Spirit of God has no reluctance about flowing through us. And as we engage and submit ourselves to the Spirit of God, as we pray in tongues, amazing things can begin to happen. The media today, particularly social media, is awash with influencers. Influencer has come to be used as a job description. And I want to read a portion from this book called A Creative Minority by John Tyson and Heather Grizzle. Wonderful name, isn't it? Heather Grizzle. And this little bit that I'm going to read is to do with the kind of influence that I've been talking about. And I'll use the words completely in the book. I don't know this woman that I'm going to be talking about, even though it sounds as though I do. There is a woman that I met at Trinity Grace Church. 
Sarah Frazier Miller, who embodies this type of creative contribution. She moved to New York to study theatre at New York University, and as a sophomore there, she read Isaiah 58 and felt convicted about how she was living her life. She was going to church and worshipping in what she had thought were the right ways, but she was not spending herself on behalf of the needy and oppressed. So she started spending her free time eating with the homeless people around New York University before returning to her Fifth Avenue apartment. She and a friend started reading the Gospel of Matthew and they began to ask themselves what would happen if they took the words of Jesus seriously and did not dilute them. They decided that the answer for them was to move to the South Bronx the poorest neighborhood in the United States. The South Bronx has the highest rate of poverty in the country. More than half the kids that live there live below the poverty line. Two thirds of the adults are unemployed. 60% don't have a high school diploma and only 4% have graduated from college. The biggest obstacle to their move initially was that everyone from the police to their Christian community said they were crazy to move. The cops told them their neighborhood was a war zone and they should leave. Sarah talks about sitting on her stoop one night and watching families walk home. And this is where the influence begins to show. This is where the flow of the spirit starts to change things. She says, I thought to myself, who is fearing for these kids? As long as they're forced to walk home on these streets, I will too. As we began to focus on being present in the neighborhood, we realized that the people that we were supposed to be afraid of greeted us by name and gave us huge hugs as we walked by. Before long, kids were hanging about at our house until midnight and asking for food we realized that no one was taking care of them. Most of them lived with one guardian who was either strung out on drugs or worked three jobs. So we started giving them after-school snacks, helping them with their homework, feeding them dinner, and putting them to bed in their homes every night. Streams of living water began to flow from Sarah and her friend. And those streams of living water changed them and the situation around them. We don't all have to rush out and move house to what might be perceived a difficult neighborhood in order for something to happen. Our Father calls us right where we are to be people who influence our communities for good. It's called bringing in the kingdom of God. It's not about courses and programs and projects, useful as they may be. It's about taking Jesus at his word and trusting that out of our very being will flow rivers and streams of living water. That flow is happening here and now. 
Don't try to be an influencer. Just be one. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you this morning that our source of life is in you. And you're the one who sends your spirit. And your spirit is the one who sends streams of living water out of us to the world around us. Lord, I pray this morning that we'll, if we are striving, that we'll not strive to produce anything, but we'll allow, allow your spirit to move through us and to influence us so that our lives will be an influence in this world for good and that your kingdom will come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.